Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Well, they say these things run in threes. I hope so, because that would be three and done. Hello, everybody. Nice to be back in studio. I was not off yesterday. I rarely take a day off. I should take a day off, but I was working yesterday, just not here behind this microphone. But I got a nice note from Tara Setmeyer, who so ably held down the fort here yesterday in my absence from radio. And I know that she had some technical issues and she was saying, hey, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity and it's a privilege to be there and yada, yada, yada. But there were some issues. And I wrote back to her and and in my own uh, coarse way said to her, oh, see, I was going to say colorful stuff happens. And <laughs> believe me, Tara, whatever happened to you today doesn't hold a candle to what happened to me yesterday, meaning Monday. Right. Well, would you like to expand on that now? Because you didn't in well, your email and I would really like to well, know what I happened. Said, I said things run in threes. Let me go back to number one, mm. which would take me to Saturday with Mr. Sean Penn. Okay, because sooner or later in this program, we're going to talk about my interview with Sean Penn. We may as well do it right off the bat because I'm, I'm eager to fill you in on the stories and, and fill everybody else in as well. And this was technical fail number one. Okay, so I knew something happened, but right. I wasn't exactly sure what it was. Do you want to know how I, like the perception from the outside world? Definitely. Or, okay, yeah. so this was the, as we say, B block uh, on the... On the CNN program. True. So uh, my understanding of the B block was it was supposed to be Sean Penn. As you came back from commercial break, uh, it was sort of fading from the commercial to your graphic and not on camera, but I heard your voice say left prompter, prompter, prompter. You heard that? Yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. But not, you Nobody weren't, told me that you got through. You weren't on camera. Oh, then no. Then you came on camera. Yeah. But then instead of being with Sean Penn, you <laughs> did a commentary on COVID. Right. Then you went right. to another break. You're very perceptive. Then you came back with yes. Sean Penn. Right. So I knew something had happened. Wow. You didn't You didn't tell me but this. But I wasn't sure. I, you didn't tell me that you knew and that, that me pleading for prompter had gotten out on the airwaves. I well, didn't know that. And Michael, I know you. And I was literally like, please don't swear. Please don't swear. Please don't <laughs> swear. Because I thought any minute now, it's going to oh, be yeah. like the effing prompter. <laughs> right. And I thought, oh, dear Lord, no. And you didn't. Good job. Way to keep it clean. It was very simple. There were literally like four words, four words that got across. Okay. So here's the backstory. Did I, did I know 
when I was behind this microphone on Friday. Yes, I'm nodding. Did I know that Sean Penn was coming in studio? Yes, not only that, but we knew, and and you had you had spoken about it, and I had remember I had given you the backstory of like yeah 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 right that's right right. you did the whole the whole briefing of all the things that I didn't know about Sean Penn right some of the other movies even though you knew the major movies and the his his personal life okay right so right so I guess on Friday I knew. He had a movie coming out Friday night called Flagman, and he had accepted my personal invitation to come on my program on Saturday on CNN. And it was his request not to do it remotely, but to do it face to face. So instead of doing the CNN show out of Philadelphia on Saturday, I went to New York to do the show, which is kind of strange because this big, gorgeous space in Hudson Yards that CNN occupies has literally nobody in it. I mean, the makeup department, they told me, was closed, even though there was a guy there when I left. And he said, hey, how did it come I didn't do your makeup? Anyway, it's like a ghost town, total, total ghost town. Well, the video that you took was pretty astonishing. Um, the, For YouTube Live. Yeah, that was awesome. The so, views. so here was the deal. The deal was that the A block was going to be about Afghanistan, given all the breaking news. And then Sean Penn was going to come in, as you put it, point out, for the B block, the second block, like two of four or maybe two of five blocks. And we were going to discuss his movie, but discuss, in addition, his reaction to the pandemic, to COVID, to vax mandates, because he has said some very interesting things. He is working on, POTUS audience will find this really of interest, he is working on a television series now for I think it's for stars, but I'm not sure, where he plays John Mitchell, Richard Nixon's attorney general. And as Sean Penn explained to me on Saturday, it's a TV show about everybody except Nixon during the Watergate era. And he was upset, Sean Penn was, that the entire production didn't have a vax mandate. And he said he wasn't coming back until Until everybody had to be vaccinated. Then, then he said, in anticipation of the release of the movie, Flagman, he said that he didn't want unvaccinated people going out to theaters to see it. So, like, I, it was just perfect timing to have him on the program to talk about all of these contemporary issues and, of course, to promote his movie. So you said a personal request. Had you met him before? How well do you know him? I, I I don't know him. I don't want to overstate the the nature of the relationship. He texts me from time to time during my TV show. Oh, that's right. You said that on Friday. Yeah, and if yeah. you remember, if you remember a week or two ago, I I, I read one of his texts aloud. I asked right. him first, "Hey, can I read this on air?" Douglas Brinkley. And uh, yeah, it was Douglas Brinkley who who contacted me and said, "Sean Penn wants your your number." Anyway. So this was an important interview for me, and I had asked Catherine, clear out as much time as you possibly can. So, yes, he was supposed to be my guest in the B block. So picture the scene where I'm on a set, a very sparse set, just a handful of people, and and the empty CNN newsroom is behind me. It's early on Saturday morning, and as my show goes on air... I see out of the corner of my eye, Sean Penn with a publicist has just walked into the room. 
So I deliver my commentary. I do an interview on Afghanistan with Michael O'Hanlon. We go to commercial break. The commercial breaks are long. They're like four and a half minutes long. So we go to a commercial break. Now he is seated right next to me, and he's a low talker. He was very, very quiet as he was speaking to me, and we're exchanging pleasantries. So, okay, Uh, I'm, you know, I don't want to leave it in the locker room, so I'm trying to avoid all the contemporary subject matter. But now we are a minute away from coming back. And Jay, who is the on-site sound technician who loves Aerosmith and wears an Aerosmith T-shirt every single day of his life, and we used to work together, I know Jay to be uber competent. And I see alarm in Jay's eyes. There's a problem with Sean Penn's microphone. My first reaction is to think he's a low talker. Speak up. And they don't and they don't want to be the one oh, to say to Sean Penn to hey, the movie star. Can you speak up? Yeah. To the to That's the, what I thought it was. So, so, so I'm sitting I'm, so I'm sitting there I'm saying, guys, does he just need to speak up? No. There's something more oh, serious no. than that. So they're scrambling now and, and the clock is ticking and the clock is ticking and the clock is ticking. And I say, Catherine, what do you want me to do? And she says, go to the, I don't know, the dog block, which was a commentary that I was going to do about COVID in the U.S. Senate. And there was a delay in communicating to Atlanta to put that in prompter. Because to be clear, Atlanta is who's running the teleprompter. Correct. Yes. There's someone in Atlanta. Right. With with my, you know, my fate in their hands on the dial. So we make this last minute switch. I read the commentary that would have After ended the show. Said, prompter, 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 prompter. And now, and, and, and now I'm feeling like I'm really feeling. And now I'm now I'm getting nervous. Like I got Sean Penn here, and, and we just had this. And you still don't technical... know during the COVID commentary whether or not his. And and by the way, he's sitting as close as he was. In kneecap the to kneecap to me. <gasps> yeah, that. So I'm literally sweating through my. I'm sweating just through my Tommy John T-shirt. Oh geez, thank you God know? you had it on though. And uh, yes, my my moisture wicking fabric I, doing it. Job. Your body temperature was lower <laughs> down there. So, right. That's also true. Seven degrees cooler. So now we come back. They've straightened out his oh microphone. Are you sure? And it just added to oh, yeah, all no, the no. angst no, no. of the interview. But the interview good. the interview ended up going for 12 or 13 minutes. Damn good. Uh, I, I have to tell you, TC, this is what I want to do. Like, I'm not angling for a TV show in prime time. I'm not looking to do more than I'm doing on CNN right now, but I would really love to do a Larry King-ish long-form interview show where, as I do with my book clubs here, and I'm going to talk to you later on this program about book club podcasts, but I would love to do more long-form, immerse myself in a particular guest and where Larry King took live calls, I'll just do social media because at the end of the interview, I had Sean Penn responding to some of the social media. Well, and it's funny because now now that this is all coming out, I understand how it happened. Were you planning on letting Sean Penn respond to social media yes. before this happened? Yes. Catherine okay. and I had discussed that that would be fun. Okay. That didn't get to well, I me didn't, I didn't tell him sort of halfway through. I didn't tell him. So I didn't know. The original ones that I sent, I didn't know he would be responding to them. Whoa. So thank goodness they were sort of appropriate you know what i mean yeah. not you know just, oh, so that was interesting too coming from my end as because that's my job during the show is to pick social media um here's, here's i thought it was great i thought it was such a thoughtful 
Uh, the comments were I, I, tremendous. I, well, no, the no, comments were tremendous. Not just the comments. Oh, you mean the comments post the, post the, show about? Oh yeah, it. I mean social oh, yeah. media in my orbit. Oh it yeah, got a lot. same. C- C- CNN. People thought com, it was the best thing you'd ever done. CNN.com, for reasons I can't explain ignored the interview. That's crazy. It got ignored picked up everywhere. Ignored the interview. It got I, picked it up really everywhere. Really incenses me. But social media, the thing really got a lot of buzz. Oh yeah. I, I, I pulled just one clip in case people missed. Uh, a little bit of the conversation that I had with him. Um, and that's a better time for the unvaccinated to see it, uh, th- though I think I'll probably offend them out of that choice uh, in this. But there were enough vaccinated people, and I hope that um, um, with safe practices they'll go and see Flag Day uh, in the theater, which is what it was but made for. Sean, you're, it, this is not like a one-off. By the way, it's great to have you here to talk about these contemporary issues rather than know you're 3,000 miles away and texting me during the program and offering me your thoughts. So I'm, I'm glad to have you here to talk about some political matters as, as well as the movie. Um, it's not like your reaction was a one-off. You've been very, very consistent. You took the lead through your nonprofit core. Everything we watched at Dodger Stadium, right, you had a hand in, then rolled it out, I think, in 47 other locations. So this is part of Sean Penn's extreme volunteerism. How come? Like, why does this get added to the list of Haiti and so many other causes with which you've been involved? You know, for, for me, we're working in movies, we're working in, I suppose, service is the way that, that uh, it's something I've pursued. It's something that I believe I, I missed out on by it not being mandatory in this country, and and I wish that it service. would be. Yes. Like the and, Israelis. Yeah. Whether, whether you do military service or forestry service right. or you work with the elderly. Right. Some commitment to service at that young age, I think, just establishes a sense that people actually can make a difference. And I accidented into uh, what became CORE because of going down to Haiti the first time. And then, you know, the, 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 with vaccination and testing here, that was just an extension of, of, of the work that we've been doing down there. We are vaccinating now in Haiti and, of course, responding to the um, recent earthquake in the southwest. I'm, I'm, we're back in real time. I'm not starstruck, okay? I'm, I'm not sitting here as a fanboy. I do like this guy. I really do. And I think he has put his time where his mouth is. I know today is Tuesday. He told me he was going to Haiti on Monday night. That's where he is today. It's interesting because that you said time. Time. Yeah. Because I said during the interview, he puts his money where his mouth is. But you are more correct because money for these guys, that's easy. You could you could easily donate. And, and it's a good thing and important. But time, that's even more intense that's even more meaningful final final thought did not have any conversation uh, you know my friends my contemporaries and what my was he friends like in real life spicoli you oh. didn't mention spicoli why do you think i and, sent that why do you think i sent that tweet and the funny the funny thing was at at dinner before i went to new york at home uh my sons were having a conversation about sean penn's body of work and i did not tell sean penn this but at the top of their list was his cameo in curb in the season finale of the last uh, season of Curb that has aired, when he's got the bird store, mm. remember Latte Larry's? I the didn't Passion watch the Pro- last one. Oh my God! And and it showed an ability to laugh at yours. It was great. Yeah. 
Okay, so okay. that was technical fail number two. Remember, Tara's issues yeah. and then yeah. and then Sean Penn's right. microphone. Okay, now what happened with you yesterday? So yesterday, yesterday I was in Atlanta and I was speaking. Flight, flight okay, everything went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ka- kamikaze mission, yeah. flew to Atlanta and flew home yeah. and was home for dinner. But I mean, when I say that, given the, the weather that, you know, has been around the country, that's no, no small feat that you so, made up and back. No, I was, I was very, very fortunate. Right. For, take the first plane of the day, ladies and gentlemen. That's my traveler tip. I got on a plane. Yeah, but then you had to take the last plane of the day I, after. Right. Okay. Anyway, so what happens is yesterday I'm, I'm speaking to uh, the attendees of a conference in a convention center-like building connected to the Atlanta airport, where I've spoken before, by the way. You fly into Atlanta, you get on the SkyTrain, you go one stop, there's a big meeting facility. I don't know the proper name of it. It might be GICC, I'm not sure. And, and inside are a 1,000 people in the steel industry who have been gathered together by a publication called The Steel Market Update, which is owned by, run by a wonderful guy named John Packard. Uh, everybody is masked, and they had a bracelet system. No. They had, for I think, in part for serious and in part for fun. So they encouraged all the attendees to wear a red, yellow, or green, or combination thereof bracelet. Red meaning, keep your distance from me. Yellow meaning, eh, I may or may not greet you. Green Green meaning, let's yeah, hug it bring out. Bring it up. Bring it on let's in. Let's hug it out. And it was very funny. And and look, TCI, a, a large part of what I do is speaking to these large gatherings and for private industry. And I get paid. I mean, you know, it is what it is. So this was just envision a big thousand seats set up. Unbelievable. Convention center ballroom. Okay. It used to be that when I would go out and do these type of events, uh, you know, I would have to think long and hard about whether I wanted to have elements, PowerPoint-like elements with me. Now they come to be expected that you will have a PowerPoint presentation. And at the larger events, it's not some guy who, who used to run the film strip who now has been hired by the convention center. There are companies out there mm-hmm. that do the production Pros. of big meetings. Yeah. They set the stage. They have enormous video screens. And behind the screen, there's a crew that mirrors what I have for my CNN program. Wow. So my drill is to get to the venue, obviously, in advance of when I have to speak and to go backstage and to see the guys and go over everything that's about to transpire with my presentation, which is exactly what what I did yesterday. I, I actually flew into Atlanta, uh, went to a uh, hotel which was adjacent to the convention center just to take a shower. Hot dogs, and then and then go over. No, 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 no BS. I didn't go downtown. Okay, I stayed right there. Okay, all right, and like I got all these social media people from listeners in Atlanta. Like, where, where can I going? see you? Where right. are you? It just wasn't that kind of a day. So I go and I do my technical rehearsal. Everything's cool, and I now uh, go back out into the front of the house, and and we are getting ready for the presentation that will precede me for fifteen minutes, and then showtime with me. Great. And all of a sudden, it's like, you hear a sound, and all the power goes down. And so there's emergency lighting in the ballroom. All of the AV has been knocked out, and the air conditioning. (gasps) 
And the organizer, That's the worst. The organizer of the event, again, this wonderful guy, John Packard, he was the presenter preceding me. So he gets up on stage and there's no microphone. There's no, there's no microphone for a thousand people. That's hard right. to make your like. What do you right. do? So, so it's he, fine. A small. So, so he is speaking and trying to, you know, kind of hold it all together. Did an admirable job. Good job, John. Some of his people come up to me and they say, "Well, what time's your flight? How much time do you have?" Yada yada yada. A lot of back and forth. When's the power going to come on? We don't know. Somebody was drilling for a construction come site nearby. On. Knocked out the power. No. Yeah. So I said to the guy, look, it's what I do for a living. I can speak through a thunderstorm. Put me up on that stage and I'll do the best that I can, obviously without my elements. I always say about you, if you know what you're dealing with, you can deal. So I went up on the stage. I spoke for an hour with... With none, none of my pre, none of my materials on which I'd rehearsed. You're kidding me! With no microphone the, and, and no AC, AC, no AC. Completely sweated through everything on my back. Did the best that I could do. They were a very attentive okay, and Michael, appreciative when, audience. When I, when you said electricity went out, I assumed like for five minutes. Walked out the door, got on the Sky Train, back to the airport, flew home. Three for three. Three technical fails. So I feel like for the remainder of this program, we're going to be fine. This is unbelievable. Going to be good shape today. This is unbelievable. It's all good. It's all good. Wow. Yeah. So that's my update. That's an update. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what you've been doing since we were together last Friday, but that's what I have been up to. And it is awfully nice to be in an air-conditioned studio back on the outskirts of Philadelphia in my native environment and joined by all of you. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the super light tree runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.